You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Lucky number seven for the New Orleans Pelicans. The Sacramento Kings have now lost seven straight games after falling to the Pelicans last night. De'Aaron Fox had his 43-point night wasted. Buddy Heald did not play, breaking his streak of 272 consecutive games played. And as the Kings' chances at the postseason continue to fade away, the question is, will and should Sacramento Kings head coach Luke Walton be fired this offseason? Will he be the Kings coach next season? Truth be told, at this point in time, I really think it could go either way. We'll explore what absolutely gets him fired. We'll also talk about what would guarantee him to keep his job if there is such a thing. And more on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And in case you've never been to a Kings game or maybe you've only been to a few and you didn't recognize the voice or maybe you've just forgotten it because it's been such a long time since we've been in the Golden One Center together, that voice that you hear in every single introduction is the great voice of Sacramento Kings PA announcer Scott Moak. He's been doing the games really since I was a kid. I love his voice. He is a friend of mine. He was nice enough uh, to voice that intro for me almost a year ago now. Uh, So a nice little refresher of Moke's great voice. He is still PA announcing in front of cardboard cutouts, has been doing it all season long. But on April 20th, the Golden One Center will be reopening for a limited capacity. I believe their first game will have about 1,600 people, and all of them will be frontline workers and essential workers, which I think is fantastic by the Sacramento Kings. It'll be nice to to have fans in the building again to bring some of that Sacramento energy that really makes the Kings what they are. I know the players are looking forward to that. However, if I was a Kings player, I'd also be a little concerned about the negative reaction from some Sacramento Kings fans who might pile in the Golden One Center, sure to enjoy some basketball and to get back into the environment they love, but also to share their feelings on how this Kings season has gone, share their feelings on the outright disappointing performances the handful of times this season where it looked like and felt like the Kings weren't really trying that they had given up or that they had gotten too cocky come out sluggish come out slow believe me if the Kings play in front of fans the way that they've played especially during the seven game losing streak regardless of if they're 1600 people or 17,000 people they will hear the appropriate response from fans But I imagine they'd prefer to take that response over pumped-in crowd noise and cardboard cutouts staring at them. It just means we're one step closer to a little bit of normality. And it makes me excited for what the Golden One Center could look like starting next season. 
And hey, maybe the Kings will go on another run. They still have plenty of time to put together another win streak this season. A little momentum with the crowd behind them, with still the possibility of the play-in tournament there. Who knows what can happen? Unfortunately, last night, the Kings had a great opportunity not only to end their seven-game losing streak, taking on a shorthanded Pelican squad who was without both Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart, Last night's game also had significant implications for the play-in tournament as the Pelicans are one of the teams ahead of the Kings. They're actually in 11th with the Kings in 12th, and last night's game was the tiebreaker game. The Kings had beat the Pelicans once, the Pelicans had beat the Kings once, now the Pelicans have beaten Sacramento twice after winning 117-110. to So in the event of a tie, let's say the Kings and the Pelicans both tie for the 10th seed, tie goes to the Pelicans. That could be pretty significant. The Kings also have an important tiebreaker game with the Golden State Warriors coming up to keep our eye on as the Warriors are currently sitting in the 10th spot. They won last night against the Denver Nuggets team who sadly will be without the services of star guard Jamal Murray who tore his ACL last night. He probably will be out for the better part of a year. You hate to see that. Other than Sacramento, of course, the Nuggets, one of my favorite teams in the Western Conference, a team that I always root for in the postseason. So it was unfortunate to see that happen. But let's talk about this Kings loss to the Pelicans last night. Let's start with the information that came out about an hour before game time, and that's that Buddy Heald would not be playing in that game due to an illness that is not COVID-related. want to emphasize that. Not COVID-related. Buddy has already had COVID. He had it uh, before the Orlando bubble. This illness was not COVID-19-related. However, it was bad enough to keep him out of the game and end his streak of 272 consecutive games played, which is a pretty significant accomplishment. I believe that was second in the NBA to former Sacramento King, now current Detroit Piston, Corey Joseph. So Buddy Heald, he has been consistently a part of the Kings lineup. The one area of Buddy Heald that's been the most reliable is his health and his ability to constantly suit up. And Buddy has played through injuries, pain. It takes a lot to knock him out of the lineup. I imagine protocol had a lot to do with why he was not able to play because I guarantee you Buddy was trying to talk the Kings training staff or the NBA into letting him suit up and play last night. That's just the kind of guy he is. But no Buddy healed. that's a significant impact. Now it did lead to a major positive in my mind, which is Tyrese Halliburton being reinserted back into the starting lineup. And we discussed on yesterday's podcast how I wanted Luke Walton to make this change but I wanted to make it under the circumstances of Buddy Heald being available as that sixth man off the bench. And we see with Tyrese in the starting lineup, it looked good. There were solid moments. Now, Halliburton did not have the greatest of games, only 12 points, six assists in 31 minutes. You need more out of Halliburton, especially with Buddy Heald out. But with no Halliburton or Heald off the bench, the Kings' second unit really struggled, really struggled in this game, especially early. Of course, I naturally had interactions with people on social media who are Buddy Heald supporters, Buddy Heald fans that said, see, it's not just all Buddy Heald's fault like you claim it to be. And I want to make sure I clarify, I am not saying removing Buddy Heald from the starting lineup and replacing him with Tyrese Halliburton is a move to be made because everything that is wrong is because of Buddy Heald being in the starting lineup. That's not the case at all. I'm talking about the fact that we know that Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox are the future backcourt. We know that Buddy Heald, as of right now, is just a place holder for Halliburton and with the exception of Buddy moving to the three which was not sustainable long term it makes more sense to have Buddy Heald coming off the bench it's a role that he succeeded in before now we know it's also a role that he doesn't like to necessarily play 
And we also know it's a role that is difficult to pay 20 plus million dollars a year for like the Kings currently are. Of course, the Kings would have been way better off with Buddy Heald available and healthy last night. I would just like to see what it looks like for Buddy to be available, to be that sixth man, and to have Fox and Halliburton continue to start together if you want to continue to start Mo Harkless at the four to add the size that Luke Walton is looking for. Overall, this game was a tale of two halves for Sacramento. Outscored 68-45 to in the first half. Then they outscored the Pelicans 55-49 to in the second half, including a 29-18 to third quarter. But once again, this was a classic, the Kings waiting too long to turn it on. Now, this one isn't as egregious as the Detroit Pistons or even Minnesota Timberwolves games in my mind because it was less effort in the first half to me and more the fact that the Kings couldn't get anything to drop. But that's not an excuse. The Kings rely heavily on their offense to be successful. If shots aren't falling, you need to make up for it with effort on the defensive end of the floor, and the Kings were not providing that. Once again, they gave up 30-plus points in three out of the four quarters. That can't happen, especially on a night where you're struggling to shoot the basketball. And no disrespect to Buddy Heald, but Buddy being out shouldn't affect your defensive intensity at all because we know Buddy Heald is one of the weakest defenders on the team. The best thing to come out of last night was, of course, the performance of De'Aaron Fox, 43 points. It's his second 40-plus point performance this season against the Pelicans. The third game against the Pelicans, Fox finished with 34, 35, something around there. Fox has no problem taking it to this New Orleans Pelicans team. The problem is he just didn't have any help. Kings got a double-double out of Harrison Barnes, but that was pretty much the only help Fox got. And I feel bad for De'Aaron because he tried to do everything he could, especially in that second half, to bring the Kings back. He went into superstar mode there in the third and fourth quarters. But again, I question why Fox is waiting that long to switch into that mode. It's been a long time since we've seen the Kings give close to a 48-minute effort. And I don't know if 48 minutes of effort, a full 48 as they call it, is even possible, especially in basketball being a game of runs. But I would like to see 35. Can we start there? Have we seen 35 good minutes of basketball from the Sacramento Kings at all during the seven-game stretch? Maybe a little bit versus Utah. Maybe a little bit versus Milwaukee. But in my mind, 35 good minutes of basketball beats Minnesota, beats Detroit, and puts you in a lot better position to beat the New Orleans Pelicans. Certainly doesn't put you in a 20-plus point hole against New Orleans like the Kings were last night. The Kings did a great job getting to the foul line, took 37 free throws in this game. That's awesome, except they only made 22 of them. That's 59% from the line. Kings left 15 points at the free throw line. They lost by seven. More self-inflicted wounds. At the beginning of the game on the TV broadcast, Doug Christie and Kyle Draper were talking about how the Kings weren't necessarily just playing the Pelicans, they were also playing themselves. Because a lot of the mistakes that this Kings team has made during this losing streak, they've been self-inflicted wounds. They've been mental lapses, overconfidence, hero ball. The biggest thing standing in the Kings' way right now is the Kings. And they're running out of time to figure out how to overcome themselves. This episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started and I will meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked on Kings room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, X-T5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Typically, when things aren't going well for an NBA team, the first person to go is the head coach. It's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to replace a head coach and a coaching staff than it is to completely retool a roster. Now, I think this Kings team is possibly in need of both, but I lean more towards roster retooling than I do towards just the head coach. Now, that's not me saying that I would happily keep Walton and believe that Walton is the right coach for the job. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I'm really on the fence with whether or not the Kings should keep Walton and whether or not they will keep Luke Walton. But my point is, there's so much more wrong with this team. Just watching this team play, watching the issues that these Kings players deal with, the basic philosophies that they struggle with on a nightly basis, things that an NBA coach shouldn't have to teach or point out, I don't believe that another coaching regime will have any positive effect. Why, after all of the changes for the Kings organization's coaching staff over the last decade plus, why should we believe that another one is going to be different? Again, I'm not even using that as a defense for Luke Walton or to keep Luke Walton. Take Walton and his circumstance out of it. Look at this Kings roster. Look at the issues that this Kings team has. Why should we believe that a new head coach and new coaching staff would fix that? Now, it's possible. We've seen coaching changes 
really affect teams positively around the league. Hell, look at what Monty Williams has done with the Phoenix Suns. But at the beginning of this season, I talked to you a lot on this Locked on Kings podcast about the additions of Alvin Gentry, an offensive-minded guy, and Rex Kalamian, a defensive-minded guy. Rex is one of the most respected defensive coaches in the NBA, and he's currently coaching the worst defense in NBA history. Alvin Gentry, very well-respected, both as a player's coach and an offensive mind. Now, the Kings are a solid offensive team, but in a lot of ways, their numbers are down from years before. This team needs a whole hell of a lot more than a coaching change. But let's look at Luke Walton's situation specifically. And there's a lot of things we have to take into account, whether or not the Kings make the play-in, how these final 20 or so games of the regular season go, general manager Monty McNair's mindset, which we don't really know much about, and also the financial impact of COVID-19. The Kings have had a very long history of paying multiple head coaches. They recently just stopped paying Dave Yeager. Before that, they had just stopped paying George Carl. This Kings ownership group has spent a lot of time and a lot of money paying for coaches and coaching staff that have overlapped. I know for a fact they don't want to do that again. But if that wasn't an issue, if all those variables weren't there, just looking at Luke Walton, the job that he's done, should and will he be fired this offseason? Honestly, for the should question, it's 50-50 for me. I could make an argument easy for both sides, and I would listen to an argument on both sides for a lot of what I've already talked about. I don't believe that the root of the Kings' problems are coaching, but I also know that a good head coach could help root out those problems. But when it comes to will Luke Walton be fired, to me it's 55-45 that he will, only because of how new general managers and front offices usually deal with older head coaches. That is the only reason I give it the edge. I really don't think Walton has done a crappy enough job for it to be a foregone conclusion that he should be gone or that he will be gone. To me, the only way Luke Walton definitely for sure gets fired is if the Sacramento Kings team quits on him. But we know, at least as of a week or week and a half ago, that Luke still has the locker room. These players like playing for Luke. They support Luke. Luke is a player's coach, which I could argue is not necessarily what this team needs right now. It's important to have a coach that knows how to manage personalities, but I guarantee you this team could use some of that Dave Yeager fire that they didn't like but got results. If Luke Walton outright loses the locker room, if De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and Harrison Barnes just say, you know what, he's not our guy, he's not it, we need to move on. First off, I would not do what Vlade Divac did and move on from a head coach just to please the players of a bad team. The players haven't earned that right. I had a conversation with Jason Jones about that. I can't remember if it was public or private. If it was private, sorry, Jason, but I'm talking about it here on the podcast. We had a conversation about this very thing to where Jason said that the Kings should not have listened to Fox, Bagley, Heald, whoever it was, the whole locker room in moving on from Dave Yeager. That should not have been their number one reason to move on from Yeager, which it's safe to say it was. As much as the Kings want to deny it and what Vlade Divac said at the time that he thought that Yeager took the Kings as far as they were going to go and Luke Walton or the new head coach that they brought in was going to be the one to take them a step further, clearly that hasn't been the case. I don't think any franchise 
should make a move like that to appease a collection of players who haven't won or done anything yet. But if Walton does lose this locker room, if the players outright give up on him, stop listening to him, that to me is a one-way ticket to him being let go. But what gets him to keep his job? I don't think there is a definitive answer here. If he makes the play-in tournament, but not the postseason, I could see the Kings moving on. I could even see the Kings moving on if they make the play-in tournament and the postseason, because they're probably going to do it on the back of 30-40 to point performances of De'Aaron Fox and great play from Harrison Barnes and Tyrese Halliburton. It's easy to give them the credit and not Walton the credit. We've seen fans do it many a time this season during the win streaks. To me, the only way, and this is not going to happen, but the only way Luke Walton keeps his job, and even then I imagine they could wiggle out of it, or there's a chance they could wiggle out of it, is if the Kings make the play-in tournament, then make the playoffs through the play-in tournament, and then somehow upset one of the top seeds in the first round. That's not going to happen. 55-45, Luke Walton is no longer the head coach after this offseason. What do you think? I'll ask you the question. Should and will Luke Walton be the Kings head coach next season? At Matt George Radio on Twitter, you can tweet me or DM me there or email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Believe it or not, you can bet right now on whether or not you think the Kings will move on from Luke Walton on Bet Online, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with the NBA, NHL, and MLB in full swing right now. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online is you covered for all the news, the scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. And the Locked On Podcast Network provides a free resource for you to help you make money. That's Locked On Bets. Check out the Locked On Bets show. You can make some money on betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The Kings will enjoy the day off today. Tomorrow they meet the Wizards here in Sacramento. But this is not going to be a Washington team that is going to come in and be a pushover for Sacramento. The Kings shouldn't look at any team as a pushover, especially after losing to both the Pistons and the Minnesota Timberwolves already during this losing streak. But Washington all of a sudden is just two games out of the play-in spot in the East. They are in a position that the Kings were in not too long ago. Plus, they have the incredible talents of both Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. So that is not going to be an easy team. Now they have a lot to play for. For Sacramento is going to have to be prepared and ready to go. I am hoping that Buddy Heald will be available in that game, will be returning from his illness. As soon as we get any kind of information on that, I'll either provide it for you on tomorrow's Lockdown Kings podcast or you can get it on my Twitter at Matt George Radio. Speaking of tomorrow's Lockdown Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined by the high flyer Henry Turner, former Sacramento King, currently a radio analyst for Kings broadcasts. HT and I will discuss a plethora of things, the race for the play-in tournament, the defensive struggles, moving Tyrese Halliburton in and out of the starting lineup, and I'm sure Henry will have plenty to say about the inconsistencies of this team going from their five-game win streak to now this seven-game losing streak. Please join me for that. Henry is always a great conversation. You really enjoyed last time he was on. Happy to have him back. 
Also, if you're looking for a little more me, first off, thank you. Second off, what's wrong with you? I will be hosting, guest hosting, the Locked On NBA podcast tomorrow with my guy Jake Madison. He is the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. I will be filling in on our Locked On NBA podcast. It's our national NBA podcast. We will probably talk a little bit of Kings, but I'll be honest with you, I'm most excited to talk about NBA basketball outside of just the Sacramento Kings. So please join me for that. Always check out the Locked On NBA podcast, different hosts Every single day, a revolving lineup of hosts Monday through Friday to get your national NBA perspective. They provide phenomenal content for you. Great content is all over the Locked On Podcast Network. You just have to go out and find it, whether it's NBA, NFL, MLB, hockey, college sports, betting. We have it all. Be sure to branch out and check it all out. Thank you for listening to today's Locked On Kings podcast. I hope you have a great day. Looking forward to having you join me and Henry tomorrow. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.